Welcome to the very first Giving Tuesday, Her Many Voices, Breakfast and Learn. <laughs> I hope everybody's um, got their coffee. Um, yes. Well, you know what? Um, Attila and I are, are in from Amsterdam. So it's actually four o'clock in the afternoon, our time. So coffee is long gone. You're so fancy. Um, I'm down <laughs> my, um, my tea, my mint tea, and he's got his uh, coconut, coconut water. water. So okay, wonderful. Happy Giving Tuesday, everybody from Amsterdam. Happy Hello. Giving Tuesday, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Um, so we are, one of the reasons we were so excited to uh, have you, thank you so much for joining us, Attila. And obviously, Alicia, whilst you are out doing all of this work, taking some time to chat with everybody. And I'd love to have you introduce yourself, Attila, and tell people a little bit about who you are and the, the organization that, that you founded and run. And then uh, we can go from there. I'm very happy to be here with you. Um, I'm Attila Shubham. Uh, I'm living in Amsterdam. I'm a blues singer. Uh, so in the last 16 years of my life, I've been singing the blues. Uh, but during the Corona crisis, uh, Basically, nothing, no music, uh, nothing can be done. And I was studying, before I became a blues singer, I studied economics and social psychology and philosophy. So I, I wanted to put this uh, knowledge uh, into use and, and the, the climate emergency and the, and the planetary destruction that we are doing uh, uh, was already in my mind and I knew that we have to do something. So I came up with an idea. The initial idea was that how we can abolish greed from our economic system and how we can repurpose everything that we do is to give back uh, to people, to nature, and how we can create this caring society where, where our consumption or our, our existing, you know, the economic existence that we are in, that how we, it can be turned back for a force for good. So that was the start, uh, 2020 summer for me. And was a lockdown. So me and my computer uh, reaching out to people across the globe and, and building a movement uh, um, involving people everywhere and creating this idea. What if we open a, a, a climate action coffee shop here in Amsterdam? Uh, because cannabis makes a lot of money. And then we put that money back into funding artists and activists around the globe and put that money funding nature uh, and how we can help people with nature who are already impacted uh, by the climate emergency and our, our destruction across the globe. So we, are, we, are, we started to search and we started to look around to our existing solutions. Uh, and, and we found that, that, that the problem is that we, we have, you know, we have all the solutions, but the implementation is missing. So how we put money into implementation, how we mobilize people here in the city locally, but how we create this network um, of, of 
climate activists around the globe. So that that was the initial idea. And then we started working and started to reaching out and the ideas just spread, spread mm -hmm. around the globe. So here we are now. One I love and that. And I love that you started, it's such a, it's such a beautiful um, place to start with saying, gosh, maybe we don't need to be so greedy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's beautiful. And obviously, I, I completely understand. Actually, when I saw I put your website up and I'll put it up again. Um, but when I when I saw first what Green Revolution was doing, I was like, no wonder Alicia loves you. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the art as activism, the, the focus on people and connection, the rejection of consumer culture. Uh, these are all obviously things that Harmony Voices Foundation has been working towards for, I don't know, a few years. What 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 what's your, Alicia? Yeah, yeah one or two years. Actually, we've been years, doing right? it for yeah. years now. So you know, but prior to that, um, as you know, I was in the music industry as well before getting involved in uh, creating Harmony Voices, and you know, it was wonderful because. When Attila and his business associate, Jeremy Hall, reached out to us, at first I'm like, well, who are these people? You know, it was on LinkedIn and I thought, oh, okay, here's another person trying to advertise their marketing strategy mm -hmm. to us, which we get a number of times during the course of the day. And then as you, do, as you know, you know, I had you reach out and Oh, nope, they're the real deal. And so Jeremy let's start was so polite. And I was definitely, I'm generally kind of warm, but I was at this point, honestly, after the number of people on LinkedIn that were like, I really want to talk to you so I can sell you something. And they they really tricked me at first. They seemed so genuine that I had gotten maybe a little bit cynical. And Jeremy <laughs> responded in such a warm and connective way. So that was part of why I really wanted him to, to get a chance to know how much we appreciate him too. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for these past few months, we've been spending that time getting to know each other via you know, Zoom or that kind of thing, WhatsApp. And now I'm in Amsterdam for, for a month. And so Attila and I have had a fair amount of time together and will continue over these next uh, three weeks. Three, yeah, three weeks. Well, and I'm excited. Lots of meetings and lots of speaking engagements and that sort of thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, and today, um, and thank you, Attila, for supporting us. Today is Giving Tuesday, and it's sort of a week of fundraising here in the U.S. Um, I, I don't know. So the opposite of um, Green Revolution, consumer culture is what we're part of. And um, but this is a time when we try to focus on uh, fundraising for nonprofits. And so today is Giving Tuesday. It started a few years ago. It's the first Tuesday after uh, the holiday that we celebrate. Um, some of us celebrate uh, that occurred last week and then and it goes through to next Tuesday which uh, Colorado started I want to say maybe 10 years ago Colorado gives which is also mm -hmm. fundraising so between this Tuesday and next Tuesday there's a lot of folks in our area who are focused on uh, noticing the nonprofits in their community and the work that they're doing uh, the impact that they're having and donating uh, anywhere from you know five dollars to five thousand we've had really great success with people showing up to support the work that we're doing in our programs. Um, so, uh, and I do have to say, you know, I'm grateful for these kind of events because in the nonprofit sector, out of a hundred percent of the monies that come in for nonprofits, only 0.5 go to people of color, 0.2 to indigenous peoples. And so that is the predominant work that we are focused in. That's the community that we're working in. 
So the fact that we have events like Giving Tuesday can make a huge difference within our organization and the work that we get to do and the impact that we have in community. So thank you all for contributions, time, energy, and finances, because it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, no, it makes a huge difference. And 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 the other thing that I have really appreciated is the the partnerships, like the working with organizations like like yours, Attila, to to get the word out about what you guys are up to. I I will say I think Alicia, you'll have to correct me, but I think this is the first time we've met somebody else who's using art as activism in such a deliberate way. You know what? I think you're right. And and and, and organizationally, <laughs> right? Like it's. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. people who I, I would say, to be fair, let me let me re, let me correct edit edit myself here in the live stream of there. Most artists are in some way an activist because you can't be connected to that kind of expression without being connected to the things that are going on and being moved. So that happens. But this deliberate organizational approach to saying that you want to use that talent and that art as part of your movement organizationally, I think that's beautiful. And I'm glad to see you doing it. And I hope more people do. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like you said, people who are in the arts, we're usually the first ones to raise our hand when something needs to be done. If there's a cause that that needs funding or attention, we will raise our hands. We might not have two pennies to rub together, but we're the first ones to show up. But to know that there's another person out there doing the same kind of thing where we get to have the artists and the activists come together and really have this global movement of, you know, we are all connected. And so why not support each other? Why mm-hmm. not? Collaboration mm-hmm. is the best way to go. When we work together, we rise together. And so I had that kindred spirit within Attila. Attila and you know, so it was perfect for us to come together and start focusing on this work that we need to do and raise that social and environmental awareness mm-hmm. on what is happening in the world and how we get to really work with each other. You don't have to be the large organization. You can be an individual and truly have an impact in this world. Right. Well, and Attila, I just want to honor what you said, you know, that identifying greed as part of the the thing that we need to work around or eliminate. I mean, I guess we'll never maybe eliminate it, but it was something that always struck me when I, when I first started working with nonprofits is I thought, you know, in the corporate world, when there's another organization that's doing the same thing that you're doing, they're a competitor, and in the nonprofit world, those people actually are your allies. And yet so many people come at it from that corporate perspective that they can be a little bit guarded. It's just the world we live in. It's not a, a judgment. And so um, it's been really wonderful to me to see folks like Green Green Revolution that are working to find those allies that see that that we, we don't have... There's plenty of, of, of work to be done. We don't have to try and hoard it. Like <laughs> we, if we all put all our time in, maybe we'll fix things, but, but at least we'll all feel connected and feel like we are, we're not alone in, in trying to create something that works for everybody instead of a small part of the population. Um, one of the things that struck me, and I'd love to hear from both of you on this, there's a lot of uh, Polynesian climate activists who are, I think, rightfully angry. Um, because their islands are becoming uh, more and more uninhabitable and not because of their actions, because of the actions of the the, the modern Western world creating uh, climate change. And uh, so I was just curious to hear how you guys uh, 
think about that or what what kinds of things that you can make recommendations maybe for what are things that that folks can do to be part of that solution around the climate crisis so i i maybe i tell a personal story i went to glasgow to the uh, to the climate conference there i spent a week there and um, my experience i i've met scientists i met sustainability experts i met journalists but i met a lots of grassroots uh, organizers community leaders from all around the world from nepal to bolivia to to uh, uganda and and what this what they were saying is that the problems there when you when you talk about the island nations uh, this is this is un- already unstoppable but nobody is helping nobody is giving them uh, financial help or any kind of help so there is there is an immense need and now it's a desperation it's a huge desperation uh, i heard um, uh, indigenous leaders from australia and and uh, and and india talking about their communities are basically destroying destroyed because the weather patterns are changing drought and flood uh, uh, is is devastating land and they need help so my experience was in glasgow meeting with all these people from around the world that that the problems are the same everywhere yeah. and the solutions are also the same everywhere we have to be tapping into the the 20 50,000-year-old knowledge that the indigenous people still hold and we have to be spreading that knowledge and when, when it comes to hemp uh, when it comes to uh, clean water food and shelter which are the basic bare necessities of life you know louis armstrong had this song uh, <laughs> about the bare necessities, necessities. necessities recipes forget about your worries and your stress so that's that that's the that's the focus that 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 should be the focus that that's that's an emergency situation that in the in emergency situation we have to preserve life we have to save life and we have to safeguard the ecosystems and lots of people are already on the line fighting oil companies uh, big uh, uh, agricultural companies destroying land and creating monocultures on mm-hmm. this land. And the people there don't have any other uh, way to get uh, economic finances so they can feed their family. Um, we have solutions. We mm-hmm. want give people these solutions. We want that the money, where is the money in the developed countries or the rich nations, uh, uh, flow to the places where it's really needed. Um, and my my personal, it was it was um, very hard. I felt felt very sad when I listened hours and hours these people talking from all around the world, and and they were in. Some of them, they were in, in inside the blue zone where, where all the negotiations are going in with mm-hmm. 150 people representing the world and 350 people representing oil companies and, and uh, coal mines and, and this kind of stuff. So the, the whole process in COP, people see that so that that was the last dent, I think, and the penny dropped for lots of people that... The, the politicians and the big billionaires, they're not going to solve this problem. We 
together have to solve. Uh, and we have to rely on the, the knowledge which is already out there. So the Green Revolution, we are a foundation, so we are a startup. We are creating a new way that empowering people uh, buying cannabis or any other product uh, that they can, uh, that that money can flow to pay places where they need that money. But we are also a movement where it says that it's open sourced. So we are collecting all that knowledge that is existing, and we mm. use that knowledge because it's it's a it's a is a immensely complex problem mm. that we have. So we have to have uh, use all the solutions uh, in information technology, but also economics, also uh, uh, how we can use how we can develop nature, how we well when we look into agriculture, regenerative mm. practices. All this, all this uh, information is there, all this knowledge is there, and the Green Revolution is involving people, educating people, and mm -hmm. spreading that knowledge around the globe. And our goal is to have the places, the climate action coffee shop, which is going to be the place where, where people interested in climate action are going to be meeting and mm -hmm. going to be focusing on educating and spreading that knowledge all around. That sounds really... That sounds really positive and and the education piece feels so important. I, I I think about my own awareness, especially and for us it's you know being of European descent and in America and and the blindness that we have actually to our history, to the ways in which our our cultural heritage has been one of domination and destruction. And and it's interesting to see that as that knowledge is coming forward, at least here. There's such a, a commitment to denial um, in that that it, it and I get it like like I uh, when I mess up I really hate I hate being wrong I hate having to say gosh look at me I messed up how do I fix it it's a horrible feeling and and you know it's even a worse feeling to see how that that pride and that that ego prioritization is causing genuine harm to humans and our planet. Um, so it's right, and it's just it's but it but I, it's so it's an interesting um, it's an interesting challenge that we're facing that that in a lot of ways it's it's people um, that that fear feeling bad is causing them to continue to act badly, and I I do appreciate the way you know the education and that invitational approach that that hopefully we can invite people in to to get past that. Uh, you know, fear of their feelings being hurt to to understanding that 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 there are lives being damaged and that the world itself. I mean, I have hope, not and, and partially because of people like you and Alicia. Um, and yet, at the same time, I recognize we have a big task ahead of us. We we really need a lot of people to to show up and do a little bit. And instead, what it seems like is happening is that people that have the the, the lowest amount of resources are doing the most amount of work. So. And what you said, Alicia, about the ways, oh, wait, this is great. We're going to pitch, donate to us. <laughs> Look at how that segued just perfectly. Yes, it's like sure. I, it, I didn't because I never do. Uh, well, you know, I mean, we talk about the people who are most impacted and the responses and the responsibility. Yeah. Indigenous peoples make up 45% of this global population, and yet... The responsibility is about 80% of what's going on yeah. with our nature. Yeah. 
know, so we have to recognize that we have to work together. We have to stop doing the blame game and get caught up in that dynamic. We all recognize, almost all of us recognize that there's an issue and we have to move forward, but we have to move forward together. Yeah. And we do this in honor of our ancestors who've passed, but we also do this in honor of, as my child, Melissa Ivy talks about, our future ancestors, yeah. our children, our grandchildren, great-grands. Mm -hmm. We have to leave that legacy behind of something that is positive and hopeful and joyful and sustainable. And right now, what we are, what we've created is not sustainable by any means, you know, right. so it's not, it's not about, well, you know, who's, let's do the blame game and I'm not responsible for that, or I don't want to look at that, you know, or please don't blame me for that. It's not about any of that. It right. is about coming together, acknowledging that we are all connected. And because of that, we have to collectively work together. Yeah. If we don't, we leave nothing behind for our future ancestors. Yeah. Do you, either of you, both of you, do you think that it's a situation where the, the, the loudest, there's a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, there's some loud voices, but it's more of a minority and that, that mostly folks really do want to kind of make a difference or make a change or do you, but it's more sort of those like, promote or or do you think that we need to really still continue to reach people about the situation and what's happening like what i know and by the way i get this is totally anecdotal i know anybody who wants to take this information and run with it please understand we're, we're talking about our opinion here on this particular thing there's no massive data behind it just your impression of what people are where people are at like is it is there like a enough sort of people boots on the ground that get it or, or are we still needing to kind of educate folks about the impact and the, and the urgency? Well, I can tell you my experience in traveling, cause you know, I do a lot of global travel, mm -hmm. right? Um, first of all, the impact of that, I need to, it needs to change yeah. and that happen the more that people have an awareness and take action based on that. So my job is to go out there to ignite that in others, to take that kind of action. Yeah. Um, I truly believe, at least within the circle of people that I'm experiencing, whether they are environmentalists or far from it, there is an awareness. It's just a question on what kind of responsibility do I have and what can I take? What actions can I take? A lot of people, they know that they want to do something and they feel like they should. They just have no idea what direction to go in. Yeah, that makes right? sense. That is that your case as well? My experience is that when I talk to people who are my age, I'm 33 uh, mm -hmm. or younger than me, I, I meet and um, when I talk to ladies, uh, um, they say they don't want to have kids mm -hmm. uh, because, because of the climate emergency and the destruction that we are doing to this planet and they don't see any future mm -hmm. uh, for their kids, which is pretty... Uh, um, it's a sad commentary. It's, yeah. it's, it's sad yeah. and more, more than, than when Bob Dylan say, uh, says that uh, uh, the fear to bring children to this world is is the biggest fear uh, that, that you put in people's minds and heads and hearts um, is uh, not just 
the hopelessness is uh, is spreading around the planet because what 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 people see that there is a systemic problem so mm-hmm. for for example recycling uh, it's not helping only 9% of our total waste is is recycled it's not changing the light bulb is not helping uh, we have to be enacting systemic change in the system uh, that we have a public system so we vote in every four years or five years or whatever uh, what yeah. happens around but but whenever uh, in the in the economic system we vote every day with our purchases how the market operates so that's a vote with everybody is voting on how we allocate money so when when we think about equity and justice um, um to to people we have to be spreading money around we have to be creating a system where we empower people everywhere on the planet to be to be that that uh, empowering choice that you have a new choice because now if you for example want to have a phone subscription or internet or anything the only way you can have it that is you go through a, a more international company a multinational company and you buy internet service but you know that money is going into an international bank account and then to a tax haven so it it leaves it escapes the system and you cannot vote with your purchases into imagine that you can uh, have internet and and the phone uh, but all that profit that is generated by that is is uh, uh, going for education healthcare fight against poverty climate action so we can restructure a whole economic economic system and we empower people like this and it's also scientific so the science is supporting this is called the power of self persuasion which is developed by social psychologists with one of the famous is uh, Eliot Aronson who wrote the book the social animal which is basically the foundation uh, on on social psychology uh, and and what he says that the power of self persuasion is that um, everybody wants to see themselves in a good light so whenever you buy something for yourself you already feel good it's the dopamine it's the endorphin it's 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 coming to you this is how we work but imagine there is a double reward so whenever you buy you feel something good because you gave something for yourself but also you gave to a cause you you help people you fund nature you you giving back to people and whenever you pay with your card you plant a tree or you plant hemp so that is going to be the the restructuring how we think because mm-hmm. it brings awareness that every purchase that you make is uh, creating a positive impact and it's creating a positive feedback loop in your brain so because the self is that you con- what you construct it's every decision that you make is becoming you mm-hmm. and you and that's what the companies are using basically that's what big marketing is using this is their tactics this is their this is the the basic knowledge how we can involve people into not just giving but mm-hmm. feeling good when they are giving and a whole society uh, everybody because we are living in a consumer culture and that's yeah. that's, that's yeah right that's you know one of the things that we did this week <laughs> and uh one of the one of the reasons why i love amsterdam so much is that um atila and i and a couple of others we went on a tour a very small intimate tour of sustainable shops in amsterdam mhm these kind of things it's the green light district these kind mm. of things need to be 
promoted regularly. Yeah. We need to know what he was saying. We need to know where our dollars are going. Mm-hmm. We want, yes, we want to feel good. But the end result is aside from, oh, this feels nice on my body. I want to know where that money went. I want to know, was it a healthy environment of people working to yeah. create this beautiful shirt that I wear or whatever it is? I want to know. Right. And we should all pay attention to that. Well, uh, so I'll just, I'll, I'll throw things, a couple things at you because you spoke to some things, Attila, that um, there's a documentary called The Century of the Self uh, that was on Netflix. And they talked about the marketing practices that were uh, started. And it was, I want to say Freud's nephew, who was kind of brilliant at manipulating groups. And so a lot of the marketing practices we use today were developed in the early part of the century and they were about identity. So people became, instead of prior to that, when, and I, obviously the world was not perfect, but this escalated some of our damaging behaviors, I think, because prior to that, if you were advertising something, you were advertising what it was, is it well-crafted, who made it, that kind of thing. And we've switched to, if you purchase this, it means this about you. Um, and so people have become very obsessed with buying who they are uh, and, and it's, it's very programmed. Right. And, and then this um, and this like planned obsolescence means that we're constantly throwing things away that instead of purchasing, you know, a pair of boots that we wear for 10 years, we have 14 pairs of boots that then 13 of them end up who knows where. <laughs> and it's, um, it, it's, just a, it's a, it's a, that that re-educating people you're talking about to to feel comfortable with the one thing and to learn how to I think claim their own identity um so that they don't need to buy it from someone else and I feel like that's the other piece of it society is very disconnected um folks you know you see it on social media but but it's everywhere and it was long before social media people are yearning for a sense of belonging and a sense of connection and, and I think that when you can't create that, because it's, it's hard, it's hard to be vulnerable, it's hard to get to know people. Um, the next best thing, right, is, is uh, pleasure, consumption, attention. And we're seeing the result of that, that lack of, of real connection that a lot of people are feeling to each other, to their communities. And it's escalating some of these problems. Um, and, and that's the other piece, like why one of the reasons I value so much the way that Alicia and you bring art into it, I think art is such an uh, excellent opportunity for connection. And I think it's a, the other antidote that we need. If we don't feel a sense of connection to one another, it's hard to be motivated to, to do things that, that are about our community. And I think the, the music is a great connector, mm-hmm. is one yeah. of the greatest connectors. That's the energy. That's the when, when you are in a concert, in a, in a good concert, and, and you, you, the band, the music, the band and the audience is, is a one, is, it mm-hmm. becomes one through the music, through the energy, through the vibrations. It's and, the international mm-hmm. language. Yes. It's, really it's, a, it's a neuroscience. Like people say, I just want to put out there, people talk about this from a woo and I'm all about that, but it's actually neuroscience. Like your limbic system connects to the limbic systems of the other people and things like music are a connector. This is how our brains actually work. We are intended to be bonded by our social engagements like that. So you're, yes, the energy, but the energy is actually our brain connecting to the music you create and to the people with us, creating like a little limbic network. Um, and it's a beautiful thing, right? 
Yes, and also uh, it's been studied by uh, the Princeton University has been working on this. It's called the Global Consciousness Project, where they go to concerts and religious events and they bring these little devices. This, uh, it works on quantum tunneling, uh, 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 produces totally random numbers between zero and one. And what they've uh, uh, seen is that these numbers, when people are focusing together on the same thing, then these numbers become not so random. So they start to convergate to zero or to one. So in that sense, the science is supporting. Science is already, already have the knowledge that we cannot measure, but we feel it, we understand it through, right. through the feeling that we have. So it's we are deeply interconnected, not just not just humans together, but 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 all living things and nature, this planet. We are not, you know, we are not here is nature and the planet, and here is here are the humans somewhere above this whole thing with, with our technology and with our knowledge. No, we are the one with the planet, we are the living biosphere, the living consciousness. And when it comes to uh, uh, what is consciousness and, and how, you know, living beings are, are perceiving reality with you and me, if you have a cat or a dog or, or if you watch, watch the Netflix uh, uh, movie about, about Octopus is my friend, you know, that, you know that all living beings are in that consciousness with us together. So yeah. that, is, that is the deep connection. We have to go back to that. We have to uh, leave our artificial connections, our brand ident identities, mm -hmm. and we have to come back to our own natural identities, which is, you know, when you go into the woods, you see green all around you. And when you swim in, swim in the lake, you feel it, that you are relaxed and is a purpose why you are relaxed, because you are belong there. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that. And it's so, it's so important to have people that remind you that it is okay, right? Like that, that you, you don't have to try and buy your identity or be something for someone else. You can be here in your moment, in your experience and, 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 and savor that whatever it is or hate it, right? Like maybe it's bad experience. It's still what's happening. And it and it'll pass hopefully, or maybe someone will notice and and step in. Uh, but that that moving towards supporting people in that connection to themselves, I think, is going to be a huge part of making the changes we need to make to to have a world that works for everybody. Um, I was watching a show, a television show last year, that really this woman said something. She said, "I want to be secure enough to be free," and I thought. Wow, I really feel like that's what we're facing in America specifically. I know other countries, but we have this idea of freedom and, and we talk about lots of things. And yet our country, like most people, don't feel secure enough to be free. They're terrified of getting sick or losing their job or and they and so and people who are afraid don't make the best decisions. I mean, if I'm afraid, my decision's not so great. <laughs> and and I and it's a pretty common thing. And so helping people to feel that sense of security in their lives and an ability to be their own person. Um and that's not the same as entitlement, right? Like it's it's not saying, oh just do whatever, but 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 more who you are as a being, I believe personally that if we if we connect to that, it's almost always going to have a, a good manifestation. Um, 
because we are social creatures. Look at kids. They're so naturally, I mean, they they can be jerks and selfish and all that, but they're also very naturally sharing and curious. They, they, they run up to you and ask you questions about what you're doing and they, they're like, here, I made this thing. What do you think? You know, they're very present. And, and so how, how do we, how do we bring that forward to adults? How do we counter that, that fear and greed and, and, um, and loss? Yeah. The innocence of children. And it's such a beautiful thing because they come in fullness, in presence, they're in that moment and with as little judgment as possible and like sponges, I just want to know, I want to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling how I can participate there. Those are all the things that children are doing. Mm -hmm. And if we just sit back and really observe, we have so much to learn from our children. I should say, remember from watching our children yeah. and how they engage with others because they'll, they'll run up to someone else and just say hello and start playing and digging mm -hmm. in the dirt. Yeah, no, and, kids are great. They're like, yeah. I just made a new friend. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so, and it's so easy. It is that simple. And yet we have complicated it. The older we get, the more complicated we become, the less trusting we become, the, le the more separation we build between yeah. ourselves and others. And what do you mean? And what is that? Why are you saying that? Why are you doing that? Can I trust it? Be like children. And I remember when I was little, I always asked the question, why? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the, that's the question that parents really don't <laughs> like because the question, mm -hmm. and why is that? Why is that? And then, then parents because I said so. Know, because I said so. <laughs> but but that's, the, that's the right question. Mm -hmm. Why we are creating uh, energy and a whole industry on drilling down to the ground, uh, below the ground, and bringing fossil fuels out, why we are, so there's, there, there should be a reason behind this, but uh, why we maintain an economic system which is rendering everybody poor. Uh, during the corona crisis, billion, billionaires just raised their profits up to the skies and billions and billions of dollars and euros grown in their bank account. Why? Why where other people are going uh, going poorer and poorer and, 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 and going into desperation? Why is that happening? The, mm -hmm. the reasons we, we, we stopped asking this question, like you know Socrates says that uh, uh, every, every every wise man is childlike. It's, mm -hmm. it, the childlikeness is involving these questions. The questioning of of uh, uh, the reason behind what we are doing, and a lot, I think lots of things in lots of ways we don't ask questions. We don't look for the reasons because there are no reason to to create an economic system, a global economic system like this. There is no reason to keep um, uh, fracking um, uh, and destroying water um, reserves on under the under the earth, which are People and ecosystems are relying on. That means nature that we are relying on, our own ecosystem. We are destroying our own ecosystem because we can grow and grow and grow up to the sky is the limit and we're going to Mars and then we're going to other. If we don't take care of this planet, we're never going to go to any other planet. So the, 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 the child likeness is a, is a necessity now, I think. 
for everybody um, to re-examine what we are doing, how we are doing it, and what would be the best way. But I am I'm totally sure that that this consciousness shift that is required. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lots of bad things that the, this corona crisis brought to us. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the good things is that people slow down a little bit, uh, spend some time with their families, with their loved ones, with nature, and then they reevaluated what is important. Absolutely. What what is what is the most important in their lives? And and this is our communities. This is this is music. This is love. This is nature. This is the living. Uh, what is important, not not the new 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 bag or a new shoe, new plus plastic thing. More and more people took that time because they had to to reevaluate mm-hmm. where is my priority. Yeah. How do I? And they, had, and they had some support. You know, like families got to be with their children in our country. They got to cook. People remembered what it was like to cook a meal. Um, and I, you know, I agree that there was a lot that was hard, but I, I also, I loved the the images of when the lockdowns happened and, you know, there were the, I think it was dolphins swimming in the Venice rivers, like so many um, places saw a revival and it gave me a different kind of hope, like that, that if we can get our act together, the, the planet is ready for us. Right. And, and not, not to say, oh, it'll all work out, but, but I, I do think it gave us also that awareness that. While, while things do feel dire because of the impact that the the solutions exist we we have the possibility of, of making an impact I have a are you guys gonna sing together at some point for us is that gonna happen maybe not today but like is that something we can ask for <laughs> of course of course thanks for putting me on the spot like that Isola. Yeah. oh I know you love me don't you yes I do absolutely <laughs> Yeah. Who's the EA project? Is that a friend of yours, Attila? Yes, yes, EA project. Kudos from us. Good job. Good vibes. Good vibes. Hi. The wonderful partner I help her, uh, Chantal from uh, from the United Kingdom, and she's working to get businesses uh, and and people who are interested in funding climate action projects and creating the new way of this new economy that we have to be not just imagining but pulling on pulling off in a very quick manner Chantal is working extensively how we can showcase this involving entertainment so you just mentioned music Uh, so how we can involve people in this this is art this is entertainment this is the music is the great connector and also the startups the knowledge the imagination and the business uh, side of it so now I think business is waking up because they see that you mm-hmm. cannot make business in on, that, on that planet. So Chantal is doing a great job there. We need to do this, take this moment where it's ignited to take the actions because it is human nature. After a very short period of time, we seem to forget again and we fall asleep. And like you were saying about the changes that you were noticing, you know, you, you see the dolphins coming back, right? You mm. have... L.A. never looked so clean. India, China, they were saying, okay, look at our air quality. We had all of these things happening within the first month or two. And then little by little, now we've, you know, going close to two years into this, we we have a tendency of sitting back. We talk about things, but the actions need to be taken now. We have run out of time, and if we are going to make these changes, they have to happen now. So these kind of organizations that are making the difference and really igniting people 
to take those steps that are crucial in order for us to make that change that we have to have in this moment. Now, this is saying my grandma used to say, uh, if not now, when, if not a me, who? And, and that's definitely one of the things that when I, when I run into stuff, I'm like, all right, like, if not now, <laughs> if not when, and, um, and I actually is a great, I want to share, uh, we are doing our second annual and, uh, we're so excited. Green Revolution is going to partner with us on this, uh, indigenous wisdom to face modern challenges. This is our take on earth day. Last year we had, um, 13 hours of, um, artists, prisoners, and educators speaking on, uh, sustainable practices, uh, traditional herbal, um, and indigenous w practices, knowledge about how to engage the earth and each other. It'll be online and then, um, in person it, again. So we hope that you'll, uh, present or participate in some fashion and, um, we're so excited to have uh, Green Revolution be part of this as well. It's going to be so great. And I um, want to add, you put this together. It was Aisla and I put this together last year, right? With almost no time. We just decided, okay, this is what, well, actually, Aisla said, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we and we took we took that step from there. We did. <laughs> and, but we thanks had, for the trust. <laughs> what's that? Is it thanks for the trust? <laughs> yes. Always trust, trust, trust. We had five continents. We had 11 countries. We had 64, 65 presenters. Mm -hmm. And given that it was just the two of us really getting this going, we are so excited at the fact that we now have, we have these partnerships that are going to be joining us. And um, because it was truly an international oh, event. Really yep. You know, so it's time to, to, to start preparing for the next go round. If you are someone, if your organization, your company wants to participate with us, please reach out because we are looking for partnerships. We are looking for that content. And I know that we're going to have plenty of people who participated last year will join us again. Um, we already have a few folks. We have a few folks committed. Um, and it's because it was such a powerful experience. Um, so many people were like, like, I'm not, and it's what you were speaking to Attila, like that it was a, such a different approach because it was indigenous. It was, it was genuinely international. Um, there was a mix of art, education, um, hands-on projects. Who is it? Hannah and her children in Czechoslovakia. Uh, where, uh, they oh. did a, a hemp workshop on how to make hemp paper. It was just a really neat. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay. So the cross yeah, was, I get this I know, uh, she works in Czech Republic, but it was Oblisk Farm. I got you. Okay. With Andres and, and Deborah. It was and a long day. <laughs> I mixed yeah. things up in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, Andres, and, uh, I mean, Gabriela and Fredis, they, they did a demonstration, you know. So we had young people working with him. And they're growing up in this environment. Their parents are educating on, on them on what does it mean to be sustainable? What does it mean to care for each other and for mother to be a part of this environment? Because you recognize you are a part of the natural fabric of nature. Yeah. So if you so email Thursday at hermanyvoices.org about presenting or partnering, um, I'll, I'll probably reply to you and uh, I'll give you information on, on how to get involved. Um, and we just would love to see this continue to grow to be something that is really elevating 
the the voices of the folks that are working from that indigenous knowledge and history um, to to bring to bring that forward as much as possible because it's it's it does it's interesting to me how hard you have to look for it if it's not something you're aware of um, my own personal journey I mean I grew up in the suburbs in a very typical uh, American community and every bit of knowledge that I have about this, I had to, I had to work to find. Um, and, and so it's, that's the other piece. When we talk about raising awareness, um, that, that's one of the things that I think about is there's so many people out there who have such big hearts and don't actually understand what's happening. It's, mm -hmm. it's really not, it, it bothers me when I hear folks say, Oh, I just don't care. I'm like, I agree. There are probably some people that don't. And I think there's so many more people that are just not aware. And, and especially if, once again, they're fighting to survive, they don't have time to sit down and read 37 things to figure out what's happening. They, they've been given information. They've been given education and it's limited. And, and, and we can, uh, you know, we can have our opinions about why. And the reality is it's limited. And so we, we have to find ways to invite these folks in, which is one of the things I think like the coffee house idea is such a great idea and, and music people get um, so connected and inspired by that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, I, I, th I just, I think about that a lot. Like how do we, how do we invite people in as much as possible? Because there are so many people I think that really would be interested in being part of the change. If, if they had an understanding, one, that you, what you were saying, they could be, that there's actions they could take, and two, that they need to be, that there's a reason for it. Yeah, and you know, you, you really need to think about the fact that there are plenty of people on the planet who don't have access like we have access, internet and that sort of thing. But you know what? Those are the people who are putting their hands in the soil. They are walking barefoot on Mother Earth. And guess what? She speaks to us in that moment. So even if you don't have access to the technology and the educational component, take a moment to walk barefoot, put your hands in the soil. It, and if you're, if you're not understanding this or if you don't believe in it and you think it's all that woo-woo stuff, guess what? Science will show you. Your brain has a reaction. There's a chemical reaction to you putting your hands in the soil. Yeah. There is a reaction. Mm -hmm. these it's, simple it's, steps it's a miracle i i was 24 the first time i grew a tomato <laughs> I, <laughs> I'd been around, my grandfather always had a far a little a little like garden but i you know it was a thing the grandpa did and i and i was I, I planted this tomato plant in this like one foot by two foot spot in my yard and i watched it grow and i was blown away I was like, how, how did this happen? This little itty bitty tiny seed did this thing. I mean, admittedly, it took some time. And then I harvested it and ate it in a salad. And, and I was, I was so, it, it was a spiritual experience in, in that it was transformational for me. And I, and perhaps I am coming across as this weird person, but I, I, I still can remember how it felt to be part of that miracle. And I, I was like, why don't we do this more? Like what, why, why do we, why do, why don't we do this? More? It doesn't make any sense to me that we don't yeah. do this in, in it, you know, and I don't, my mom was a single mother. She was working all the time to, to take care of us, like take care of me and her, but like, you know, she didn't, 
I don't think she failed me in that way. She just didn't have capacity for that. She was, she was dealing with the, the modern problems and yet, wow, what a revelational opportunity to grow a tomato. <laughs> like we're not talking fancy I, stuff. I grew up in New York city. I, I lived in, in apartments my entire life growing up and, but I went to an agricultural high school mm-hmm. in the city and then I went to an ag university and so I had I had that environment around me. It was an intentional uh, step for me because That's I wanted to feel that connection. Yeah, and I and you know I have to smile here because I'm thinking of um, some of you have seen Shannon Francis is uh, she works with us. She's an indigenous permaculturalist and she does these educational tutorials with us. And she addresses the fact that these are our babies, right? And, um, you know, you blow into the seeds and you, you are breathing life into the seed to start with and you speak to them as your babies. And so here I, I live in apartments still today and I have things growing in my apartment. But I remember the first the first bit of my garden that really came out um, a couple of years ago that was in its fullness. And I struggled with eating, plucking anything there, harvesting any of my grow because these were like my babies. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> about, oh, maybe I'm feeling it look sounding a little weird. No, you're not, Aisla. Okay, I was like, <laughs> identify with you know how we can get in our heads around this, but that connection was incredible, and the taste. If you have not grown your own food, do like Aisla did. Grow a tomato, take a taste. It is a far cry from what you get on the shelf in that supermarket. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. When we live in Colorado, which I will say is much harder to grow in. When um, my kids were little, I lived in Washington State and I loved it because I felt like I was a gardener because you can throw seeds at the ground and they blossom. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. And we used to, when we'd have dinner um, in the spring in the, or in the summer, I would, I would grow snow peas in the garden. And after we'd eat, I'd say, let's go pick green candy. <laughs> so we go into the garden and we pick the snow peas because they're so sugary. And I was like, this is green candy. And it comes right near your garden. It grows on trees. <laughs> um, but it was so delicious. And they loved that. They loved that. We would go blueberry picking. There was these cells. I, I wanted them to have more of that because I felt like it was such a powerful um, experience. And it's not, I, I don't know why we don't do it in schools. Do you? Attila, do, or I'm going to put this up here. This is our YouTube channel for folks that want to be uh, subscribed to that. You'll get these lunch and learns. You'll also get our Earth Day presentations. Um, but uh, what in, in your experience growing up, Attila, how did agriculture, like what was your introduction to, to the Earth in that way? Yes. Uh, so uh, my grandmother lives on the countryside. And when I was young, when I was from, I think, from three or four or five years old, I spent all summers there. So mm-hmm. in, the, in the garden, uh, digging a little sand and then uh, creating, a, uh, my grandmother had tomatoes, uh, strawberries, uh, potatoes, so a whole range of uh, different, uh, uh, different vegetables and fruits. So I saw when I grew up that my grandmother is how she's attending. And I, when I was seven, eight years old, uh, she, she took me there and showed me how to, how to do the vines and how to care for the potato, what is there, how watering, all this uh, planting. And I was, I was playing with the kids uh, in the forest. So I grew up in a city in Budapest. 
but also I, in the summers I spent my whole summers enjoying nature and and learning about nature. So that's I feel that I'm a I'm a country boy also. So I'm a farm boy also. I haven't been, but I, I'm deeply connected to the nature there in in Hungary, which is. Hungary is in a valley with lots of water and beautiful, beautiful um, uh, valley sites and little hills and and we got lots of wine. So wine, I'm I'm connected uh, with the grapevine uh, uh, there. So and in in that sense, that nature uh, will and hopefully uh, for a long, long time is going to be around us. Now, nature needs our help. Nature needs our creativity. Uh, nature is is calling for us because we, we, we lost that, that connection. Um, and, and people really don't know when they ask for a, uh, some food on their mobile and the food is delivered to your home, that, 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 that food is grown somewhere. That food mm-hmm. is prepared by somebody. Mm-hmm. Is it been uh, cared for? It's it's from the ground. It's coming to you. So now we have to go back to the ground where 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 that food came from, where that that nature is is present. And um, and just just before I'm, you know, I just want to tell that that we be living in in unprecedented times, and uh, that that time is like. Martin Luther King organized people uh, against segregation. Gandhi organized people against uh, the British occupation. Uh, the best way to organize people uh, is against something. I know uh, that people around the world want to come together and, and help each other. This, this collaboration across the globe uh, will work and, and it has, there is no other options. Uh, just to do this. So how to do this is we organize ourselves around our own greed. This is this is the this is what people can understand around the globe. In every every religion talks about greed. Everybody knows what greed is. Greed is because it's in our in in our nature. But but at the same time, when we become aware of this nature. And start this story together. We we because we are living in these stories. So we mm-hmm. start the story together. That people coming around against their own greed, going back to where we came from. Where nature is not about greed. Nature is all about uh, the cycle, the giving back, the, the the flourishing, the diversity, the imagination, the the creativity, uh, the possibilities. Is is our new story, and what we start here in Amsterdam uh, together with uh, with Alicia and, and her Many Voices Foundation is that we open our first coffee shop here in Amsterdam, and that's gonna be the world event where people can see now we can put millions and millions of euros and dollars into funding artists, activists. Uh, indigenous groups uh, helping, joining together, and we can do it ourselves. I hope people will help us because we uh, we are volunteers. Uh, more than 70 people contributed to the Green Revolution uh, from 28 countries in the last year alone. So we are 
put this project together with people from all around the world, from Nepal to Bolivia to uh, Italy to Netherlands to Finland to Uganda to Nigeria, Every, everybody uh, is contributing to this story. People see what we have to do now. I hope that if that if you donate now to, to Her Many Voices Foundation and to the Green Revolution, that money is going to be used to help people, that, that money is going to be used to fund this story of the world coming together, because we already know this is our only option. And I, 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 I think there is, when uh, against the dark, there is only light, and against mm. greed, there's only giving. So let's start giving. Let's start giving back to 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 our mother, to to our planet, to life. It was Attila, Jeremy, and Green Revolution's uh, initial step, reaching out to us to state we need to work together. Yeah. And you know, for all of us, and for someone who is uh, almost twice his age, you know, I look at this and I think, okay, there's hope for our future because we are investing. I want for my children and then grandchildren and so on to experience some of the things that I have experienced. And I know that there are many things that I was not able to experience that my parents and my grandparents could. Yeah. So we need to take these steps and working together as we are doing to make sure that we leave this legacy behind for our children and forward. Yeah. So, so I thank you so much for, for that initial reaching out between you and Jeremy. No, it was, I, I'm so excited. Um, so Tammy, uh, who's on our board, shared this comment, uh, presenting uh, Attila and Alicia performing, hope is all we got, good vibes. Um, so I want this to be a stretch goal. I, I feel like if we raise a certain amount of money for the two organizations, that you guys are going to have to sing a song. Uh, <laughs> Until just so you know, Hope is What We Got is a song that I wrote. Oh, so okay. I'll have to share that with of you. Of course. Are we going to yeah. sing that yeah. song Thanks. together? Thank you, Tammy. Thank, thank you, Tammy, <laughs> uh, because you you know exactly what to, I mean, now I'm not the only person in trouble. Uh <laughs> yes, and for those of you who don't know, I spent most of my adult career in the music industry. And over these last few years, I've left the music industry. I've not performed. I don't practice. I don't, I don't do any of those things. And these guys have been, um, uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Harassing, uh, encouraging, supporting, hoping. I've got so many words. I, I was thinking more of a diabolical situation of, you know, you're coming together. Yes, so no. My, my, my angel halo is absolutely supported by horns. Um, and by <laughs> there's horns. no question. It rests right on those. <laughs> but um, no, I like that. I like that as a stretch goal. So if, if, we, if we raise, um, I don't know. $5,000 for each organization, you guys will perform a song at Earth Day. So that's it. You guys got a week okay. to make yes. this happen. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll commit to that. Yeah. 5, I wanted to make it enough that you would feel so if Green Revolution and her many voices between Giving Tuesday and uh, Colorado Gives, so that's November 30th to December 7th, if we raise a total of $10,000, five for each organization, then these two wonderful humans will do a song for us at Earth Day. Okay. So you got four months. I'm not trying to pressure yeah. you immediately. Do you see how I'm making this sound good? 
But this is this is good. This is good. And and I've been debating on and I, I just might be back here for Earth Day. Oh, okay. Great. So maybe that's something we get to do live. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, we need your donations in order for this commitment to happen. Yeah. No, that would sound great. Yeah. Cause I, I definitely, one of my visions for Earth Day is that um, we have the online events. I want to keep it online. And then that, and then each location has a local event um, that they, you know, whatever it is, a gathering or, you know, the, a, a small artist club, whatever, because I, I really appreciate the way that we can be global without all the travel. Um, you know, and so that people can feel that sense of being interconnected, but then also doing something local with their people and what's happening in their community. What are the priorities that they have in their world to take steps to move forward while also being part of this larger international conversation? Let me see. Um, oh, and Jeremy, uh, community creates the virtual virtual hug. Yep. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you being here. Um, and Tammy likes this idea. So... You got your marching orders. <laughs> and we'll right. keep track and hopefully, you know, and if you, so if you donate to um, Green Revolution directly, which you should be able to do on their website and I'll pop that up here again real quick. Um, the, it, just let them know that it was because of this. If you want um, to, to get the, the concert that I want. <laughs> yeah, and know that your monies are going to go towards, predominantly go towards indigenous peoples and working in the hemp industry. So it's a combination of educating people and then taking action to use this plant and this plant medicine to build a better world, a healthier environment. Do you want me to play that video real quick before we end the, the Earth Day, the climate change video? Um, absolutely. I think that's right. perfect. And I will. I will do that. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen this, um, Attila. I don't know that I've shown Attila the, oh, the climate change I, video that we created. I haven't so, seen that. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. All right. So, let's see if I can do this without making unnecessary noise. I. <laughs> I I feel like I'm I I know just enough about tech to be a, a danger to myself and others. Um, <laughs> but here we go. Oh wait, no, actually, what else are you guys up to? It's late, so you're gonna go um, do. Um, yeah, it's not too terribly late. You know, it's a little bit after five o'clock, and um, but unfortunately, at this hour. So with the new variant, you know, the future depends on you, right? we've got uh, at five o'clock, everything shuts down in, in Amsterdam at this point. Mm -hmm. It could be in all of the Netherlands, I don't know, but Amsterdam definitely at five, everything shuts down. So uh, we'll probably finish up here, have a little bite of salad at the house and, and call it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll share this. We'll see. Hopefully I'll share this. Uh, <laughs> and here we go. This is Earth. Home sweet home. We at Her Many Voices Foundation live here. The rest of you are somewhere around here, too. Since we share the same mother, guess that makes us siblings. Hmm. Let's put a pin in that thought. Isn't she beautiful? You know she's 4.5 billion years old, 22,500 times older than humans, but you should have seen her back in the day. 
power of her trying to change could not be driven. Drama had nothing on Mother Earth. And then humans showed up. For thousands of years, it was all good. We went with the flow, walked in balance. We were one with nature. Until we decided we knew better than her. Now let's just say humans' evolutionary changes have been putting a strain on dear mother. You know the future depends on her, right? When she thrives, we thrive. When she doesn't, we get the picture. But in her many voices, they believe that whatever I do for another, I do for myself. Mother Earth knows this well. And being the mom that she is, she's given us exactly what we need to take care of ourselves while taking care of her. One of the things she's left us is this little powerhouse plant right here. That would be me. My name is Hemp. Yeah, I know, I don't look like much, but given the opportunity, I'll show you exactly how much I can do. The folks at Her Many Voices get me and have been reintroducing me into communities. What can I say? I'm a very environmentally friendly plant. They're providing trainings on how you can best partner with me to make a better world. You wouldn't believe what they've been able to use me for. Together with feeding people, housing people, and helping animals, all while taking care of our home. I grow in just about every climate, and I'm ready to go in about three months. I remove toxins from the ground, replenish the soil with nitrogen and nutrients, help control soil erosion, absorb carbon from the air, and put it back into the earth. I've even helped bring back bees in certain areas. And unlike cotton, I don't need fertilizers, pesticides, or herbicides. Did you know they cause air and water pollution? So join us at Hermony Voices and help us address climate change by planting educational seeds as well as more hemp seeds in the ground. Mother Earth literally means the world to us. Time to let her know. Thanks for suggesting that we play that. Isla. Yeah. I love it. I, I I really it's such a it's so adorable and informative. <laughs> I um yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Attila and Alicia for making time. Thank you, uh Jeremy and Tammy and EA Project uh for, for joining us in the comments. Tammy says, Wow, a live performance would be great. So you guys have the power. I just want to see. Yes, I want to see way more than that Like I want to see way more than that come in for both of these organizations because I'm an idealist. But but if we meet that minimum bar, we'll get that concert. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll commit to that. So thank you, thank you, you both so much. Have a great evening um, and. Uh, we will uh, see everybody. Uh, we, oh, next Tuesday. Goodness yes. gracious, I almost forgot. Next Tuesday, we're going to have Jessica. Hugh, I'm going to see you. Yes. Do yes. uh, you want to say yeah. a minute, a little bit about Jessica? I'll see if I have, a, I'm pretty sure I brought a banner up. So Yes. So Jess is a Chinese American um, activist who has been for the last 20 years working in Haiti. Um, by trade, she is a archaeologist. And she's been doing her work down there. Um, I, I refer to Jess as the, um, oh, what's the character? I just lost her. Oh, boy. I'm going to, you know, I'll remember this after, after oh, we hang. Oh, you, Tomb Raider? 
Laura Croft. That's right. Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Jess roams around Haiti on her motorcycle and she's just doing all this hard work out there. And she goes into communities that need, they need somebody to show up that believes in them and works with them. And, you know, she's that person and she's been doing it for over 20 years now. Um, so Jess is going to come on our show for the Lunch and Learn next week. And um, I would highly encourage you guys to join us on that day. Uh, she's and, and we'll announce then if we've achieved our goal. <laughs> How's that? Uh, yeah, that would be wonderful. So, yes. you know, so I'm just saying, guys, if you're like me and you don't like to procrastinate, do it today. But, you know, if you're if you're more of a procrastinator, wait, do it Tuesday morning or tomorrow. But really, the point here is ready. Just do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need people like Attila and Alicia out there fighting for us. We really do. Yeah, we, we do this together. Right. Our our core value, whatever I do for another, I do for myself. Right. Yeah, and and whatever we do uh, uh, to each other, we are gonna be in that that what we we together doing. This is this is the connecting. This is this is the way that we are be. Uh, what I'm doing for for another person is the is the is the community bringing people together. So I really hope that that uh, if you if you are able to. Uh, donate uh, to either organization. Uh, these this money is going to be multiplied not just by um, uh, just by the, the spreading of the knowledge, but but this this money is going to be enable us to to go and expand uh, uh, this story that we are bringing to to the world uh, from from the states, from Netherlands, from Hungary, from from all around the world, amplifying these voices, because that is what is needed now more than ever. Yeah. Thank you. Know, you. We, I just want to say, we, it, I look at this as an insurance policy for our future. We insure everything from our phones, our TVs, our homes, our cars. We do all of these things. We have to invest in our future. Mm -hmm. we, we get one, one Mother Earth and so now is the time. Please invest in her and in those who are doing the work to leave a positive legacy behind for our children. Thank you. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right. We'll see you guys next Tuesday and hopefully we'll be announcing a concert. Take care. Have a great day. Bye, Bye -bye. everybody. Take care, Isla. Her many voices.